when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is She and Her. I'm Sandra Davidson. And I am Anita Rao. We are thrilled to have you with us for this third season of our show. And if you didn't hear our episode from earlier this week, we are doing a two-part deep dive into the topic of divorce. I definitely had a timeline. I can remember thinking from elementary school on of this timeline of, you know, having relationships, going to college, you know, meeting somebody that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with and getting married shortly thereafter. I imagined that this would take place in the Catholic Church growing up. And then as I got older, maybe high school, I recognized that the Catholic Church might not be where I wanted to get married, but I still very much wanted to be married at some point. So that is Morgan, a dear friend of mine from high school. Tell me about Morgan, Anita. So Morgan is an incredibly sarcastic, warm, loving person who I met in 10th grade, I think. We were both in an introductory journalism class for the high school yearbook. And we both took it super seriously um, and eventually were co-editors for the student life section, okay, which was okay. a pretty big deal. Um, but what I remember a lot is just bonding with Morgan always about the dark times in our lives through humor. She just has this incredible way of like laughing through struggle that I always really admired um, and really drew me to her. Uh, so we went our separate ways in college. I went to school in North Carolina. She stayed in Iowa. Um, and we continued our relationship mostly via long text threads and, of course, Gchat, mm -hmm. the occasional phone call. And especially after college, I watched her go through a lot of really big life transitions. She got married. She got divorced. Um, and was going through a lot of personal change and upheaval throughout all of that. And at one point, we were debriefing some aspect of that on Gchat, and she sent me a follow-up email a couple weeks later that said, you know, I would be open to talking about some of that stuff on She and Her if you're ever interested. So, of course, we took her up on the offer um, and asked her to talk a bit about her experience with marriage and divorce. So she started off telling us about her relationship with Ben, the man she eventually married. He's someone that we both went to high school with, but he and Morgan reconnected when they went to college. I dated Ben on and off for five years or so. Um, and I met him during a really 
difficult time in my life. I had been struggling with various mental health concerns and um, pretty severe anxiety and depression. And when I met him, we very much needed each other in certain ways. We were both struggling and it started off as, as, you know, I suppose stereotypical relationships begin with a honeymoon phase and we spent all of our time together. Um, there were various periods of time where we were not together, where we were kind of rethinking what we wanted or what we needed, but we were a huge part of each other's lives for those years. And I felt like our relationship really validated a lot of experiences that we had had. You know, being able to talk with someone about their mental health struggles, for example, is, is super helpful and supportive in ways that I had not experienced with previous relationships. And what was the reason you guys ultimately decided to take the plunge, so to speak? <laughs> this is a, this is a really great reflection. I, <laughs> I, uh, it's so funny to think about it now because I honestly feel like a very different person now. Um, but so we identified that we wanted to be together, that we were each other's best friends, that, you know, we wanted to be with our best friends for as long as we possibly could. Um, but we also recognized that we had kind of a non-traditional relationship in certain ways. Um, like what? Like how we interacted with our family members or how we viewed the institution of marriage, we recognized that we could reject some of the um, parts of marriage that we didn't like. So for myself, the traditional idea of a woman giving herself to a man that I had been taught growing up Catholic was something that I didn't want. Um, and so we recognized that we could make it our own and that the most authentic way for us to do that would be just to go to the courthouse and not tell anybody. Hmm. And that's what we did. <laughs> and, and so what, did, you, did you just wake up one morning and decide that was what you're going to do that day? <laughs> no, there was more thought that went into it than that. I wish that were the case. <laughs> uh, so we, we had been thinking about it and we planned a day that we were going to do it. We took off work. Um, we eventually realized that we had to tell, we each had to tell one person because you have to have two witnesses present. So we, we invited our younger siblings to come with us and we went to the courthouse and I mean, some of it was, was a tad more traditional. I wore this like tiny white dress that I had <laughs> this is like terrible that I had worn to my senior photos. Oh my god, I did <laughs> not know that. In, in <laughs> legitimately in high school. And so I had it altered and and um I wore that. Wow. And they found us a judge and she actually did a beautiful job of giving a super secular yet sentimental speech of sorts, and then that was it. I remember getting a text from you with a photograph of that and feeling like it had all happened very quickly. Like, 
you had just, or I feel like I had just sort of known that you proposed and you wrote this whole comic book for Ben to propose and then you guys were engaged and then I was getting a picture at a courthouse. Like it seemed very fast from an external perspective. Did it feel fast to you? Um, it honestly didn't. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it was more due to the length of time that we had been together and just, um, I didn't feel like we were necessarily rushing into things. I felt like we were making the entire process our own, like the traditional get engaged, wait a year, plan a $20,000 wedding. I knew that wasn't for me and that I would never want that. And so I felt like it was more us being authentically ourselves rather than a feeling of rushed, if that makes sense. Well, so what, what, how did things change for y'all after you got married? What did marriage do to your relationship? Um, I think that there were various disconnects that were happening. They, we were missing the mark and we couldn't quite figure out what it was. And I won't speak for him, but for me, it just felt like what it meant to be authentically me was changing. And for me, internally, I was processing the fact that I had just solidified my heteronormative life, knowing that that's not necessarily how I wanted to live, recognizing that I was letting go of a part of myself that I had been suppressing for a long time. I think that I always knew that I was not straight, but I didn't have the words to describe what it was because I also didn't really identify as a lesbian. I I didn't know what that meant exactly. And I didn't have language for that in between. And so suppressing those feelings and um, questions and and different thoughts that had been cropping up over the years all, all that suppression came out after recognizing that marriage shut that door hmm. for me. And and when you say that y'all quickly realized that you were missing the mark, what did that look like in your actual relationship? I definitely became detached. Conversations became awkward. We didn't live together. And so um, it just felt like there was a lot of not only geographic distance, but emotional distance between us. And I think we were both really frustrated um, that we couldn't figure out what was going on or couldn't make it work in ways that we very much had in the past. Like I said, we had been dating on and off for a number of years. And so there were definite ups and downs to that relationship. And it felt like we weren't able to um, create that emotional connection anymore. So what was the turning point for y'all? I think it was different for both of us. For me, I recognized that I didn't want to be married to a cisgendered man, honestly. And I felt like although he was 
one of my very best friends and I loved him dearly, that that wasn't something that would work for me. Um, and it was through a lot of angsty journaling. Um, <laughs> As I many had a decisions are therapist made. at the time. Uh, <laughs> and my therapist and my journal were very helpful. Um, and just kind of exploring that in, in a safe space, you know, and being able to talk openly about some of the feelings that I had. Um, so that was kind of my turning point. I'm not sure what it was for him, but I remember us having a conversation um, and just saying, you know, this isn't this isn't going to work. We had been going to couples counseling at the time, and we had this very uh, like if you imagine what a couples counselor is in your mind, that was her. She was wearing. <laughs> kind of like flowy clothes and always had matching jewelry and spoke like this and was just really glad that we were there. (laughs) (laughs) And both of us are pretty cynical and it just, it was a funny, a funny environment for us to be in, but we had gone to a number of sessions and we kind of realized that, it wasn't going to work that we were going to get a divorce. But we also had a conversation about this couples therapist. And, you know, does that mean that she has failed? Will she feel something (laughs) about letting this young couple come to her and then leave feeling super confident about getting divorced? Like that was (laughs) of all the uh, points in our relationship, it was definitely the time when we were most adults. Hmm. Right. We were going and talking to a professional. We had had many um, conversations at length about what it meant and what we were both going through. And so by the time we actually made the decision to separate, it was obviously heart wrenching um, in a lot of ways, but it also felt like for me, at least the right thing to do. Did you tell your couples therapist? Yeah, yeah, we told her. Um, Tell us the story of that we, last session. <laughs> we often went to couples therapy before work, which just oh, for Lord. anyone listening, <laughs> don't go to couples. Don't go to couples counseling at eight a.m. Like, just don't do it ever. <laughs> so it was oftentimes like in between my work day or at the beginning of my work day that I would be going to this couple therapist that was only a couple blocks away from my office. Um, and so we went there and we knew that we were going to tell her. Um, and we did. And she seemed not so surprised. I think she knew that we were a very unique couple. She had said to us before that most of the couples that came to her had been married for decades and were experiencing some sort of difficulty. And so they went to couples counseling. Usually folks don't like get married and the next week start going to a couples counselor. So um, we told her and then we left the session and the counselor was on the second floor and we walked down and walked out into this ped mall area and turned to each other and just kind of nodded. We were both, kind of tearing up a little bit but we recognized that we had done the right thing and 
I remember us standing there in like in the middle of this ped mall and we high five. <laughs> and we just like I remember it just felt like the right thing to do. Like wow. we, we high five after telling our couple's counselor <laughs> that we were getting a divorce. And then we went our separate ways. Wow. Um and I just it was like we had come full circle at that point. Like we had been together off and on for a number of years and this marriage had really in a lot of ways validated our relationship, right? It was it seemed very juvenile for us to be boyfriend and girlfriend and we were no longer, right? We had something <laughs> much heavier than that between us and it just felt like the perfect end, if if there could be a perfect end in a really bad situation. Wow. How long were y'all married all together before you got divorced? I think it was like six months or seven months or something like that. But we knew that things were going south about a month in. So <laughs> I I think that we kind of informally separated a few months in and then finished up all the paperwork and nonsense a couple months later. Um, and I, I have no regrets. I think that it helped me in a lot of ways to become who I am now and to live more authentically and not question my gut as much as I had before. Mm. Okay. So earlier you said that you got married and then you were doing some angsty journaling and you were doing some big work with your individual therapist and that you came to the realization that you didn't want to be in a relationship with the cis hetero man and you've now come out as queer. So can you talk about how this experience within your marriage helped you come to terms with certain things about your sexuality that you didn't at the time when you got married have the language to describe it? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. Obviously I don't know what would have happened for me and my sexual identity journey. Had we not gotten married? Um, I don't, what if that, but what I do know is that the marriage itself made me look inward in a way that I had not done before because everything else that I had done didn't have that commitment level to it, right? It didn't have that weight to it. I also recognized that these feelings had existed all along, but there had been a number of things that I had gone through that had made me blind to certain aspects of my sexual orientation. You know, if you have, like, a, a really gross sexual encounter, you don't think to yourself, maybe I'm queer. You think to yourself, I wish that wouldn't have happened, you know? And I think that that, coupled with some of the mental health concerns I had, made it difficult to explore that side of myself. And that was almost as if being married allowed myself to look inward in ways that I hadn't. How did you talk about your divorce to your family? What was that process like? Um, so 
again, we we got married with nobody there um, aside from our younger siblings. So our parents were not, I don't think that they were surprised that we got married. They were probably a little upset that they weren't involved. (laughs) And so when I came back and told them that it wasn't working, I think that they were really sad for us as a couple, but also really sad because Ben had become a very important part of our family. But I felt like they were also supportive in that nobody said to me, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that, or oh, well, that's what happens when you get married in a courthouse. You know, I mean, they had for that. Now looking back, I'm very, very thankful. I didn't tell them about my queer identity until much later, though. You know, I was afraid that they wouldn't accept me. No one in my family is queer in any way. And so I had no experiential knowledge of what that would look like. And so it was definitely uh, something that I wanted to feel more confident about prior to disclosing that to them. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, so how long ago did you get divorced? How many years has it been? Um, it'll be two years here this upcoming February. Well, how do you think about marriage today? Do you see yourself getting married again, committing your life to someone again? How do you think about it? If you would have asked me this a year ago, I would have said, no way, never again. Absolutely not. Um, but I am in a beautiful relationship now and it has been helpful that's not even the right word it's been just wonderful to be in a relationship where i feel authentically me and i feel like we have really allowed each other to not only be ourselves but challenge the other person to be a better person which is like the most cliche ever, but I think my current relationship and my current queer identity has made me more open to the idea. There are beautiful things that can come of marriage and that it doesn't have to be this heteronormative, arguably sexist (laughs) thing that people embark on to 
you know, give yourself to another person in a, in a lot of ways. It doesn't have to be that. And so exploring my queer identity has also meant that I can rewrite that a little bit and make it my own if I choose to do so. What is the importance of the institution to you now? I think a conversation Sandra and I have a lot is like, yeah, okay, you're in a long-term relationship for all like intents and purposes. You're living together, you know, your life partners. Why does it matter whether or not you get married? What what do you sort of see as the value of getting married at this point? Well, I think for LGBTQ folks, they might look at it a little different. Mm-hmm. I think that not having that right for a long time makes the conversation different, right? I mean, I think that for queer identified people, marriage means that you have a right to be at the person's bedside when they are ill or, you know, some of those other legalities Mm -hmm. that a straight couple might not think about. And that's kind of a, a calloused way to look at it. But I, I recognize that there are certain aspects of heteronormative relationships that I took for granted. Um, that being one of them, the right to be present and the right to make decisions for your loved one if they're ill, that kind of thing. Um, there's a value to that. And I think that marriage can really be a way in which LGBTQ folks recognize that human right. Um, I also feel like there does become a time in long-term committed relationships where whatever word you're using for your partner, whether it be partner or boyfriend or girlfriend, doesn't feel like enough. It feels like you have something more invested in this other person and that you want to to validate that. And so I, I see that as a benefit as well. I will admit that this is it's definitely something that I talk to my friends about as well, and it's something that is ever evolving in my mind. Um, and it's something that I don't know that I have fully formed thoughts about yet, but it's it's an open door now, whereas right after I got divorced, it was not something that I considered doing again. Very cool, Morgan. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so articulate about this. I know unbelievably articulate i have thought long and hard like i said i <laughs> i've been in counseling forever, <laughs> and if i don't have a way to express these emotions i think all of my therapists will collectively be shaking their heads <laughs> well honey i need to go to your therapist they're doing a good job yeah. and you are doing a good job with them <laughs> it's interesting i was kind of sitting here wondering what I wanted, if anything, if I wanted people to learn anything or or take away anything. And I think for me, it's important that people don't feel like they have to stay in a situation because they made a decision to stay. And that that life that you chose doesn't have to be forever. And I feel like for a lot of people, it just seems like if you choose to leave, if you choose to get a divorce, then maybe you were wrong all along sort of thing. And I don't I don't feel that way. I feel like Ben and I can still be friends now. We were at a wedding together. Our two best friends got married. And it was really nice to be 
there in that environment too, not as a couple, but as friends and recognize that we could be separate entities, right? We could exist in that world too and not have it be incredibly awkward. I mean, I felt incredibly awkward, but (laughs) (laughs) I also recognize that through the night I could have a glass of wine and dance and still feel like I was having a good time, you know, despite the fact that I was not there with him. Just one glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, may we all be as enlightened and mature as you, Morgan. Yes. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I don't know about that. But if you ever feel like you got married and you want to get out of it, you can give me a call. (laughs) 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 I will be your spirit guide through that process that's amazing so glad to have you as a marital resource (laughs) yeah yeah That's Morgan, who joined us from a phone inside her car and who basically I'm going to have on my favorites in my contact list (laughs) in any circumstance that I'm going through major change and upheaval, because clearly she's just very wise. She is. Um, Morgan, thank you so much for your candor and your humor. We won't give your number out to too many people. (laughs) And that's a wrap for our deep dive into divorce. We are going to leave you with some reflections from our moms who we always bring on to talk about the subjects that we're chronicling every season. And I think that we shocked them a little bit with this round of questions. So here are our moms. Did you and dad at any point ever consider getting divorced? 100% no. Do you want to extrapolate? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I understand that some people do get divorced because they're just not compatible with their partner. Like, you know, Angie Dickie got divorced because they just really didn't get along with each other from the get-go. But I, for myself, you know, marriage is is a lifetime commitment. And yes, and it's just a growth. You know, you, you marry somebody... And what you are when you marry them, you're totally different to what you are now, and you you grow together. And so I think the advantage for me was that I married when I was young, and I had not become like fixed in my ways with a lot of things. You know, I was I was 22, so I didn't have a lot of things in my life which were which I felt like this is what I want, and this is what I need. So I, we we sort of had a, our relationship grew, and I grew in the relationship, and it changed over time. Yes, there are times when it was not easy, but um, I never thought that it was divorce would never was not not an option or was a, was a solution. If there were problems, we we kind of worked them out and talked about them. So I remember when I was a little kid rummaging through y'all's library, mm-hmm. and. As you know, I once discovered all these books you had about child development, and I was very troubled by that. I do. I remember. One book that I discovered that we didn't talk about, though, 
was a book about divorce, which I found, uh-huh. and I was really scared when I discovered it because I thought that it meant you and my dad were about to get divorced. So my question for you is, did you and dad ever think about getting a divorce? Well, I don't have any recollection of that book at all or the time frame. I would say that your dad and I have been married 35 years, and there certainly have been ups and downs in that, which I think is pretty normal. As you know, your dad's a domestic attorney. And I would say there have been some big challenges from time to time. I'm sure he would say that, too. But I've certainly never consulted an attorney. I've never thought about that in that way. But I certainly also was always aware that if either one of us wanted to get out and felt that was the right thing to do, we knew we knew how to do that. And I think your dad and I always, from very early, were pretty clear that if we ever decided that it wasn't working for us and couldn't be made to work, that we would work really hard to do that in the least damaging way. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next week when we look at motherhood. You can find all of our shows on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can even share our shows on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We're there at She and Her Radio. And if you like the work, please share because we want more people to hear what we're doing. We'll be back next week and talk to you soon. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.